0: Hi everyone. My name is Kate and I'm Stephanie and you're listening to Artwise. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Artwise. Today I have with me Stephanie. I'm so excited for this episode. I love having people on who do like branding and web design because that is something that I want to get into myself. But Enough enough about about me. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and talk about what
1: you're here on Artwise to talk about today? Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to chat about whatever you want. All things art, design, branding, anything. Awesome. So, the question that I ask everybody on the podcast is like,
0: what what is your art origin story I know like everybody has such a different story behind how they got started so I'm just really curious how how you got to where you are in your design journey yeah I
1: know yeah it's funny because design is a little bit different than art as well like yeah, yeah it's different... I definitely got started with art though actually it's funny that you say that yeah I I got started actually in probably like high school, I think was always into drawing, I quite like, like black and white, like just pencil, like super simple stuff. That was kind of what I liked the most. But I got into design, because I like the strategy side, like the technical side, a lot as well. So I first got started with web design, actually, my dad's a developer, like in a gazillion languages. So I was kind of always into computers. And started traveling internationally and didn't have a work so i was like oh my gosh i need to figure something out <laughs> so i just started learning like teaching myself web design like bits and pieces anything everything it was like graphic design like actual like ui ux and then it was also coding so i kind of learned how to do it from scratch first and then yeah i just kind of evolved from there i guess because i discovered you really need branding if you're going to do create like a good website because everyone needs all that stuff and then yeah i mean i just went way down the rabbit hole learning ui ux not too much of a coder but i i can do a little bit yeah all the things so
0: you're like self self self-taught ui ux kind of
1: yeah completely yeah
0: That's awesome. I see. Okay, we'll get into that later. Because that's a later question that I have. But I I have a lot of questions about that. Because every time there's something I don't know, especially in like the art industry, I always am like, I need to learn how to do that. I don't know why I feel the need to be this, like, all knowing expert in the art industry. Maybe it's like important (laughs) or something for like, this podcast or whatnot, but I definitely like want to learn UI UX in the future. Yeah. I have no experience with it. i yeah, similar start though. Yeah. I definitely started with art and drawing, and now for for work, I do more design because there's. I just feel like there's more money in it. I don't know how you feel about oh, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. That's really where the money is. I mean, like, cause design. It usually, like, not that art doesn't serve serve a purpose, of course, but art is so much more an expression of, like, something someone wants to create, whereas design is, like, to help you sell this thing or, like, it's, like, representing other people's stuff. So it's, like, people can pay you more easily for it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: like a business has like an explicit need
1: for branding but
0: not usually as common to have like a need for illustration. I mean, ch- I mean, yeah. I've I don't know. I've done some research and like children's book illustrators can make really good money if you get into it and like things like that, but I don't know. Yeah. I just it's I feel like I I do feel like it's it's easier to make a lot of money in design than it is like illustration or traditional art like painting yeah. just because of like the, the business the business need for branding I guess
1: yeah yeah, yeah. 100% yeah we have sometimes like because I have a couple other designers that work with me and my agency now and we sometimes get people that need illustration work but it's still like so related to branding usually it's – I mean, at least the type of work we do, it's rarely, like, pure, just, like, needing illustration, like you're saying, for children's mm-hmm. books or something like that. It's kind of, yeah. like, its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, no.
0: I, yeah. I mean, like, as a as a graphic artist, I feel like there's also a need for that for businesses, but it's usually – it's not like they need, like, a – like, you wouldn't illustrate, like, a full website, but You would, but you would need, like, a graphic yeah. artist to, like – make vectorize like a gra- like a like a graphic like a graphic artist yeah oh that's something oh you know what can we talk about that I didn't even think of that sorry I'm yeah. going way off script here but a lot of designers like don't draw that was shocking to me yeah. <laughs> when I first found that out that's yeah. why I I call like when I when people ask like what I do I tend to like air graphic artists because graphic artists usually can can draw and they can make like vectorized artwork but does like designers brand designers and web designers there are so many designers who I've met who are like yeah I can't I don't draw I can't draw I just I do mm-hmm. design I feel like a lot of people don't know that so I thought it'd be interesting yeah. to talk about because I don't think I've talked about that on this podcast oh, yeah. before what are your <laughs> thoughts
1: on that <laughs> I would say it's pretty common like I because I I mean I can draw but I also, I haven't spent that much time drawing, drawing since I was a kid, but I just, I was never like that good at it. I feel like design has so many like moving pieces compared to, well, art does too, but it's in a totally different way. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. I think because branding in particular is so much more strategy work. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's like the visual representation of exactly how you want to sit in the market kind of thing you know and analyzing your competitors and also like your mission and like and your demographics that you want to reach all this stuff so it's like it's kind of more yeah just strategy like it's so precise that i think a lot of times people they're just like analyzing it more than like some sort of creative expression that you would get with like illustrating and drawing and something like that yeah Yeah. No, I've met so many, like,
0: I think this is more of like a non, like non artist person, like, you know, somebody who has like, no, no knowledge of the industry at all whatsoever. But I just feel like graphic design and traditional art, and all that other stuff, like a lot of people, for them, it's like kind of all one thing. So like if I t- if I tell someone oh like when they say oh what do you do for work and I say oh I'm a graphic designer and they'll be like oh can you like draw my dog and uh, like b- <laughs> like being that I've done both like I could but like that's not really what I do so I just like yeah. I wonder why there's like such a disconnect between like I don't know art art the art industry yeah. I feel like to people who are like non non-artist or like they don't know anybody who's an artist or they don't have family who's an artist like I just feel like it's all one th- all one thing to yeah. them and I just find that so funny because it's yeah. all like I like if you ask me to do a painting I can't paint and like people <laughs> people get so shocked too they're like what do you mean you're an artist you can't paint well I am a graphic designer in an illustrator and I can do pretty much anything digital but if you handed me a paintbrush and told me to paint something it's not going to look as good as if you hired an
1: actual painter you know yeah
0: it's I don't know it's funny
1: (laughs) yeah it totally is like there's I have a really good friend that is a painter and she's like getting into I mean like she's an art major ex-art major because she's like yeah like has kids and stuff now but she's like getting into design for like fantasy book covers was like so niche but it's so 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 different than any other work right like drawing and like even like the type of painting she's doing it's like so specific it's like not at all the same as like yeah illustrations for a book or something like yeah it's not at all the same i don't know why that is though like I think people just, I think you're right. Like people just don't meet artists that much because it's kind of, yeah, it's a rare thing that they just think you can do it all if you're a designer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, people, people like there's such a stigma around being an artist, being a designer, being anything creative. Like there's this stigma that like we don't make money, which is, it's definitely not True. It is, but it isn't because like, yes, statistically, like artists make less money. But like you said, especially when you niche down, I feel like niching down is like a really big, I don't know how you feel about niching down. But like you were saying, if you niche down to something really specific, and you become like that person in that specific area of like, whatever it is that you're doing then everybody's gonna yeah. go to you because no one else does that. <laughs> so it's it's but it's also hard because then the people that think you do everything and you have to explain, oh, I literally only do like, I don't know, like what's something really niche? Like I only design for like skincare brands and that's pretty much it. Like yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> it's good because you're like the person to go to for yeah that one niche or I feel like for me I don't know my business is kind of niched by style and less by like businesses or like people like like less by audience and more by like art style does
1: that make sense I don't know how do you how do you feel about
0: niching niching down
1: yes I think it's so essential honestly I used to be so anti like niching down but that was also when I was starting out I guess but I used to think like, oh, it's just better to be a generalist. I just want to be a unicorn and good at everything, which is great. But then, I don't know, people respect you, I think, so much more when, and it's so much easier for them to find you, especially these Mm -hmm. days when it's like, you're the one designer like that does the skin, like all the cool skincare brands or whatever. Like with my business, I niche to just like product brands. So like just e-commerce and that kind of like became my thing, but Even that is like kind of too broad, to be honest, like it's, there's still, we could niche down quite a bit, but yeah, you can, I would say like niching by style, niching by industry is great size of business. Like, do you only work with businesses starting out or like, do you only do rebrands or, or something like that? There's so many ways, but I think these days it's honestly super crucial because there's more opportunity than ever to like pick a tiny, tiny niche. And that's the, it's just the easiest way to stand out because there's so many generic people out there, you know? Yeah, Yeah.
0: I definitely understand what you mean. I, I still feel like weird about niching down, especially because I feel like in, in my business, like, like the freelance, the little freelance design that I've done, because I am just starting out like, like new, fresh, like just started this year. So I, I have not done much. But it does feel weird to niche down when you're starting out because you feel like if you're able to cater to more people, then more people are going to come to you. But I've actually found like the opposite to be true so Mm -hmm. I don't know do you have any like any advice for like niching down like ways that you can niche down I know that some people pick like a very specific type of business like skincare or like I'll only design for like photographers or I don't know there's like so many things that you could pick honestly I couldn't even really think of just a single thing but I also know some designers are like oh well I am like the bold bright colors like brand so like really only businesses like laser tag places or like I don't know something like that it would make sense to have like really bold and bright fun colors do you know like like what are some other ways that like designers can niche down
1: yeah I think I think you're definitely right about style because as much as people don't want to admit it everyone has their own style and something that they kind of just always gravitate towards even though you can like dabble in this style over here Like, I think everyone always has some sort of unique edge that they gravitate towards. So I would say that's number one. And that can be, that can like be used for many different types of brands. I mean, depending on who you are, sometimes, sometimes if that style is super bold, you're not going to be designing some like pretty luxury skincare or something. But yeah, I, for sure, style industry, I think is another one. It doesn't necessarily have to be as niche as like, I only do beauty brands. I only do, you know... Yeah, makeup. I can only think of, like, girly things. <laughs> fashion. I only do this type of fashion. Like, it could be broader. It could be, like, I do lifestyle brands or, you know, pick a few. But that kind of, I think, often lines up with style, actually, too. Because if you have a certain yeah. sort of style, that usually serves certain types of industries as well. What else? I think you named probably more than me even now at this point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I see. I just like it's hard as like somebody who's new because this is honestly, yeah. this is probably a really good podcast because like I have a lot of questions just just for myself because I like I am just starting out with really just branding. I have not really mm-hmm. delved into like web design at all. I'm trying to learn show it. Maybe we could cool. talk about like some of the I guess like platforms for web design like that, that maybe you use that you personally like.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I've tried. I don't want to say I've tried them all, but I've tried a lot and not all of them are good. I'll tell you that. Oh, man. Best for best for e-commerce, for sure. Shopify, number one. It has some hot contenders these days. If you're getting into, if you want to do product stuff, like if you might, if you like designing for like packaging and like all the things that are involved with products and want to get into that sort of thing. Shopify for sure, but then also Squarespace, I would say, is kind of coming up because it's easier to use. Like Shopify is great, but we don't need to get like super far down to like the web design hole necessarily. But like Shopify's theme editor for like designing, just like purely for design, it's not great. The whole platform was built for developers like through and through. So whenever they do big updates and stuff, it's developer focused. It's not designer focused, which is so silly because it's like most of their users are just consumers they're not even designers or developers so it's like they are struggling to get stuff done too and shopify doesn't hasn't done like a ton to mitigate that so from that standpoint it can be complicated but it's like the most robust for like the business side that's why squarespace is awesome because from a designer's standpoint you can do so much more yourself without really like needing to code and still create like a fully functioning e commerce like site where people can buy and like it's all like works and looks like you would expect an e commerce user flow to look like. Webflow is also quite good, more developer friendly, but still very designer friendly. So that's for e com because that I put that all into its own bucket because e com is like its own thing in my opinion. And then for like regular web design, when you're talking about like service-based businesses, smaller shops, storefronts, all sorts of things, like whatever you want to build that's just like a regular website. I really like Squarespace, to be honest. I've always been pretty happy with them. Their newest update to this Fluid engine is really cool. It puts it much more in competition with ShowIt because ShowIt kind of like knocked it out of the park with the full drag and drop editor. It's like, you're basically, you get the feel like you're just sitting in Photoshop or an Illustrator and like designing however you want. There, there are some limitations because designing for web is not just like completely flowy. It's not as free flow as you would like as just designing an illustrator or something. Um, so yeah, ShowIt I think really came up because of that and its ease of use for like making themes. That's why you probably have seen like tons of ShowIt theme designers and like everyone and their mom designs on ShowIt because it's so, so, so easy because it's truly like the most drag and drop platform there is. But yeah, Squarespace is giving them a run for their money with the Fluid Engine. Um There's, I think, a little bit more, a lot more, actually, I would say a lot more functionality built into to Squarespace that you can do, that you can access from like a code perspective. If you want to like have a site where people can make bookings or like, I think they just recently built or relatively recently built and launched like a course, like login option on Squarespace. So they're kind of like, they're being the generalist of like, you can do whatever you want on here, but also not really. <laughs> yeah. So it's, but it does work really well. And it's just, they have a really simple user face, which I, user interface, which I like. But yeah. And then show it is, show it is great. I would say when you're getting started with learning web design, it's amazing because, I mean, yeah, I just wish it existed when I was getting started because you can like do whatever you want. Um, has limitations for sure from like the functionality perspective, like there's some, some things that I find that I'm like, this is really silly that I can't get this to work, (laughs) like code injections and like all sorts of things. But for relatively simple sites in terms of function, it's a really great platform. Yeah. So those would be my top picks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my, so my personal like business website is through Squarespace, but Wait, what, how do you feel about WordPress? That's another big one. A lot of people oh, yeah. use. Yeah, I guess I, in,
1: I guess I intentionally left that
0: out. You do you not like WordPress. Oh my God. I don't like WordPress. You know, I'm gonna, I'll. I'll be the first to say it publicly. Yeah. I hate WordPress. I feel like it's hard to use. <laughs> I remember yeah. the first. The first website I ever made, I used WordPress, and it was for my. I before this podcast, or not before this podcast, but somewhere. Between this podcast and the present day, I had very briefly an astrology podcast with a friend and it actually like did really well. And so I wanted to build a website for it. And I was like, let's do WordPress because I always I host through Anchor as a lot of people who listen to this podcast know. And so I hosted that podcast through Anchor as well. And you can really easily just connect your anchor to WordPress. So I thought, oh, that's cool. I'll just use WordPress. I'll just like watch a tutorial. I'll figure it out. And so I sat down for like three hours watching tutorials and trying to figure out how to use it. It was just so difficult. And then once I finally like got around to the store, because since it was an astrology podcast, I, of course, I wanted to have a way for people to buy like a personal like natal chart reading or like you know astrology related things I wanted it to have a store and I wanted it to be able to sell merch and stuff so at the point that I got to the, the store I realized I had to buy all these extra plugins and stuff because like I couldn't like when somebody buys like a product and you're using WooCommerce through WordPress you there isn't unless you want to buy like an extra like plugin extension, there's not like a way to just make it so that like they can put in their birthday and like, like it has like a kind of custom section. So you have to buy a plugin for that. Like if you want to do anything other than just like sell a product to everybody and it's like anything custom or anything fancy, or there's any sort of like customization, you have to buy a bunch of plugins. And I was like, this is so stupid and so I was talking to my friend. I don't know if you've heard of Ginger. She owns the Divine, the Divine Social. She does branding wow. as well. But I was talking to Ginger and I was like, I cannot do WordPress for my, <laughs> my branding site when I first started. And she was like, yeah, do Squarespace. So I switched yeah. <laughs> and I liked it much yeah. better. It was much
1: easier. It's so much easier. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm... I started on WordPress as well, years ago, years ago. I I tried to build some relatively complicated things, like a directory site for like ethical fashion, like sustainability and like all these different things. And I actually got it to work, but it was just, oh my gosh, like it was just so many, so many plugins, like you said. And I just never really, it was great for the time, like for a certain period of time when there's nothing else. But now that you have all these like self-hosted platforms it's so easy. Like WordPress you still have to deal with like you have to install it on your own domain and like most people don't know how to do that, you know? They're just like yeah. I just want to like click a button and have it work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. It I and it sucks too because so many people I've tried to work with other brand designers too and they're like, "Oh, you can use WordPress, right?" And I'm like, "I mean, I can but do I like do I want to go put myself through that again not really why do you still use WordPress (laughs) yeah (laughs) I hate it I hate it so much
1: for sure
0: hopefully we don't get sued for slander I well I. (laughs) it's fine it's bad this is a review this is a product review. review and I've used it no I've used WordPress and I just don't like it and I I've really I've been vibing with my Squarespace site show it seems to be really easy from what I little I've done with it overall I don't like WordPress
1: (laughs) (laughs) so one bad thing about show it though because it is built on top of WordPress which is kind of silly I didn't know that yeah Yeah. so yeah if you want to blog that's this is where it gets weird with show it it's it's great for just like static pages, but if you want mm. a blog, then you have to set up the WordPress part of your website and the blog is managed through that. But you can't use like all the plugins either. You can only use some plugins. It's really weird. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: See, oh, and I don't know this would come up, but I've actually been thinking about like adding a blog to my website because I've been doing some research and I heard that it helps with SEO. I don't know if you can speak to that. Does it actually, is that true? It does. (laughs) It can, it can. Would you recommend that for like other designers or artists who have their own website to just pop like a blog on there and just like write about random crap just to like help with the (laughs) search engine optimization.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> i guess it depends on what you're trying to do yeah i mean from a business perspective for sure because basically what happens is like you start you, you write a blog post on a certain topic like say brand strategy or something and you i'm sure would use all sorts of keywords that people are looking for when they're looking for brand strategy so then it kind of helps it does help rank you you can share it to pinterest stuff like that too to help get it out there i would say probably keep it on topic but it could definitely oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so that kind of that kind of actually brings me to a question that I had so you have you have experience with branding web design and e-commerce like all of all of the above you've done it all so I was just curious how you um use them all together because I know not every... I probably should ask this first. Not everybody listening to this, especially I know art-wise, a lot of our listeners are, first of all, young. We have like 30% 30 of our audience is like under 18. So a lot of them I'm almost certain don't have... A ton of experience anyway in in branding web design or e commerce, so I was just curious, like if you could kind of walk me through the process of how you use branding with web design and e commerce all in one thing, like maybe like a step by step of like when you get a new client, how does that look through and through <laughs> for sure
1: for sure, yeah, all the way through, so. Oh goodness. It does depend on what someone wants, right? So let's just say someone wants, they need everything. They need their branding done. They need their packaging done. They need a website done. That's like a dream client where you can do everything and help them with everything. So that process would usually look like we'll start with branding and cause you need branding to do anything else. And, and that's how I got into branding, right? It was um, I did web design. I was like, this is awesome, but everyone has complaints about like colors and fonts. Like, I was like, oh, this is actually a thing outside of web design. So branding, there's many ways that you can do it. But I, over the years, have learned that having some strategy in place really, really helps and taking time to learn like how you want to craft someone's brand based on different data points, based on like what they're saying about their brand. And, you know, over time you can tell, Oh, we need to use these types of colors because they want the brand to be soft or feminine or like whatever it is so that that stuff is like really fun so yeah, we would usually start with like a brand strategy call to go over like what their target demographics are who your competitors are and then just really hear like their heart and mission for the business like because i i think that's a really big part of it as well not just this like cut and dry you know trying to make it fit exactly perfect to like get a bunch of sales or whatever it is i think really bringing people's vision to life with it is really the beautiful part of branding so yeah we do like strategy work and then from there go into logo design and or like brand concept design because one somewhat common misconception with branding is that it's just your logo or you kind of just throw some fonts and colors together right but it's so much more than that like the different weights of fonts that you use, and the different types of fonts that you use, bring so much character to the, the whole picture, as well as like, illustrations, or icons, or brand marks, or whatever it is. So I, we we usually create like a brand concept, brand identity more than just the logo. So that would be like the branding portion, we'll go through all of the revisions and stuff to like nail that down. And then we go into packaging if we need. And that's like bringing that to life in like the physical packaging stuff, which is so fun. It gets complicated, actually, because you have to get dye lines. You have to like learn how to translate it for, you know, for print versus web. Because the colors, you think you design it and then you're like, crap, this doesn't look good on print. Like, dang it, you got to redo things or change things. So getting it right for printing is definitely important and bringing that stuff to life. And then, uh, yeah, I would say like the, the final, the big, big piece is that web design portion and that can come out in any number of ways. So for like e-commerce in particular, that's really just like choosing the right platform for your client or for your project, which could be, it could be any number of things. Like I specialize in Shopify, but it could also be Squarespace or some other simpler platform that's easier for someone to manage. And then from there, it's it's everything, right? Like it's not just throwing the branding onto the website, but it's taking the time to lay out the webpage, like knowing and understanding the UI UX that needs to happen. Especially for e-commerce, it's it's kind of like learning things like conversion rate optimization, (laughs) like all these fancy technical things to make sure that the website performs well and that people actually do click through you know, when you're driving marketing and doing all this stuff to get people to the website. So yeah, it's laying it out and then applying the branding, amazing branding work that you've done. The branding goes into like the photography as well. So that kind of usually with how it relates to photos is like we just give like creative direction, if that makes sense. So it's very full-fledged, I guess. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So that kind of leads me to my next question. So it's actually I don't know why I wrote the questions. I feel like I did it backwards. I was half half asleep this morning. (laughs) But that being said, like that whole process, obviously, before that happens, you have to find a client to work with. So I was curious as to how you would compare like working as a freelancer to working with an agency, do you think you could like talk a little bit about the differences between the two and like what you would suggest for like each individual
1: person wanting to get into this industry? Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of different ways and approaches. So I've done the freelancer route most of my career up until very recently where I transitioned into like building an agency. So I've taken that sort of role, which is very interesting. I've actually never worked in another agency. I have maybe once or twice freelancing, but never like in a full-time role. So in terms of differences, I would say like, there's a few key things you want to be thinking about how you want to work with like other people. Do you want to be? Like the person managing everything, do you feel confident, like in your process of whatever type of project you're taking on, whether it's a web design project, a branding project, etc. You know, do you feel confident to run that yourself and to end, and be able to to help the clients and in, in just like a freelance capacity. And you can do that however you want, whether that's hourly or you just agree on a fixed price or something like that, or do you want to work with a company, you know, with an agency, there's all sorts of different types of agencies as well. So That's one thing and just have like more consistent work. I would say with agencies, you do tend to get more consistent work. If you, if you work like full-time or even part-time, it's like if you're an employee now, if you're a contractor, then it's like being a freelancer plus, like it's, it's, like this is actually how we have our agency set up where we work with a lot of contractors. And so we just have people in all sorts of different roles that we need for different things. And we'll say, Hey, like, are you free to work on this? And we pay them slightly higher than we would if we were, if we had like a full time employee. Right. But it's nice. Cause it gives us a lot of flexibility. So it's kind of like you get, mm-hmm. it's not as risky as just being a complete freelancer where you have to find all your work yourself, but it's not as consistent as, or burdensome, if you will, as like a full-time job where you're, you know, you have to commit to 40 hours a week or something like that. So there's definitely some key differences there, but there's some other things too, like freelancing, you don't have a team environment, whereas with an agency, you do still have a team environment. Even with like a fully remote agency, you still have that oftentimes, like, team meetings and Slack and all this stuff, which can be really nice. That community aspect I find for pretty much everyone on our, on our team is what people really like about it. Is I mean, people show up even when they don't have projects. to <laughs> so, like team meetings and stuff. Like this is awesome. What else? Yeah, I would say the working structure is a big one. Like Having to manage your clients yourself, whereas in an agency, you usually have a project manager that's doing that for you. And so you get to just design, you just get to do your thing. Yeah. Oftentimes the pay is not quite as good in an agency as if you're freelancing, but when you're freelancing, you have to handle your own marketing, bookkeeping, finances, you know, everything. So it's, there's trade-offs, I guess. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you this. Do you think that when you're first starting out, it might be good to like start working with an agency, if possible, and then maybe transition into freelance once you've gotten more experience with an agency and kind of seeing like, oh, this is kind of how things are are run. This is the most productive way to do things. Now I can start freelancing. Like, would you say that's like a kind of a good option for somebody who's new? Yeah, I
1: I think the perfect... I would say the perfect way to do it if it were me doing it again would be both actually like if you could get a part-time role at an agency then you get to learn the ropes you get to have a creative director or someone like that over you that can kind of help give you more direction as you're still learning like all sorts of nuances like client communication and project processes and like, you know, just deepening your understanding of your design practice as well. So there's that. The community aspect is really nice, I think, as well. But I think there's something really special about freelancing and just figuring it out on your own and figuring out what you like and what types of projects you like taking on, what you don't. And you just I don't know. I find that aspect personally really fun. So it's like if you could land a gig at an agency part time or something that would give you stability, which is really nice. Whereas if you're just solo freelancing, I think it can be stressful when you're just starting out for sure. But I don't know if I would trade that necessarily personally for just a full time agency gig. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, I'm just starting out and things are so slow and I am starting to panic. Not, no, I am. I'm in full blown panic. I've been (laughs) applying to jobs like nonstop. I left my corporate job because I didn't really, I hated it in all honesty. Yeah. I, I was full time. I was a production artist, actually. So I wasn't even like the tier. Like I wasn't even like creative designer tier. I was like s- separating art and like <laughs> making sure stuff's good for print. Like that was like bottom yeah. of the totem pole artist at a corporate job. And I just I felt like I got treated really poorly. I was forced mm. to work overtime all the time. It It was so stressful. I didn't get paid hardly anything like like it was next to next to minimum wage. Didn't like it. So I quit and I was like, you know, I'm going to transition into branding because I had done branding on the side, like in conjunction with my my free or with my full time corporate job. And so I switched to freelance and I was getting consistent work. And then I quit my job and it just stopped. And I have done literally nothing for six months. And I don't know if it's because I'm just not great at marketing, which I'm an, I'm not going to lie. My marketing skills are not as good as they could be, and I'm not really sure where to go to learn it. Yeah, I've had the hardest time, and I know you kind of were saying that's kind of part of it, but it really yeah. is terrifying to not have money yeah. coming in for months at a time. And then sometimes you'll have a month where you're doing great and you're making like three times what you would have at your job. And then there's like a dry period again. And so far, it's actually making me go insane. <laughs> so yeah. so that being said, my question <laughs> leading up to that would be, how, how would you even land like a part time gig with an agency? How do you go about finding agencies that are willing to hire, like, I guess, just like brand designers or web designers how, how would you even find that
1: yeah oh man there's a lot of places I would definitely look at places like indeed just like where you're looking for regular jobs and also you know if that security aspect is important or if you're really brand new and you really want to learn the ropes of of certain things I think full-time could definitely be a good option I think for me personally the entre- entrepreneurial side I'm like I have to scratch that itch <laughs> And like yeah. the robes myself. But yeah, Indeed is great. I would I would do some Googling as well. Like things like I don't know if you've heard of remote okay, but different like remote job boards specifically, those often are like where more kind of tech forward companies are. So like you might find them on Indeed on Indeed too, but oftentimes they'll be on like all these like startup sort of places and boards. So I would look for other job boards and like directory sites. I know of some too for freelancers or for like women in particular, there's one freelancing females where I think they have job posts. They have a directory. Um, yeah, I would definitely look at the at job vo- job boards of all sorts of types. And then where else? We did a lot of our hiring through Facebook, actually, like Facebook groups. Just keep an eye, like join designer-related Facebook groups or like online business-related Facebook groups even, or even marketing-related Facebook groups. There's so much crossover in like all those mm-hmm. industries. And then I do this actually for, for jobs, for projects. So when I'm looking for a project like once or twice a week, I'll go Please. to Facebook and just search like Shopify in groups and then select, you can filter to just groups that you're in. And then you can filter by recent posts. It'll show you anything with that keyword, so you could look for like design agency or people will do like ISO or something in search of or like opportunity hashtag opportunity something you know. So, yeah, I think Facebook groups is a great way to find stuff. There's still a lot of stuff floating out there. I see stuff all the time, like social media marketers or yeah, graphic designers, virtual assistants, branding for sure. More for like branding projects. So, I mean, you might even just find projects too from <laughs> from doing something like that. But yeah, that's probably where I would start for the agency side. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. I definitely, I am in a bunch of Facebook groups. I seriously, until a few months ago, did not realize how poppin' Facebook still was. I, I feel like there's this misconception that Facebook is just completely dead and no one uses it anymore. Everybody's on TikTok and Instagram now and that is just so not true after joining all of these, like, I mean, like successful female designers. What there's so many of them I can think of girls in marketing, like there's so many like Facebook groups, and they're they are popping. Like there are so many people in there like looking to hire people. It's just like it it is really like it's so difficult when you're first starting to because like you can't a lot of your portfolio is just like crap you made up like businesses that aren't even real because you're like yeah oh, well I can't get a real human being to hire me so I guess I'll just make some stuff up which I'm not talking down on that at all like that's really good like if you need to put port- a portfolio but there's a lot of people who are like well who have you worked with and <laughs> that's like a, an issue with not just like not just when you're freelancing, but jobs in general, like want somebody with experience, but in order to get experience, somebody has to give you experience, you know? So it's just the whole mess. So when you're starting, for
1: sure.
0: Yeah. When you're first starting, I hate being young because I feel like in my mind, I'm at least 110, but I'm not (laughs) like physically, like, so it's very frustrating (laughs) but that being said what what's some advice that you have for somebody wanting to work in a creative field how do you think is like the best way to decide what direction to go in do you think they should just kind of like jump right in and like feel out what they like or is there like a certain kind of like strategy that you would suggest to somebody who is new to this field in general but wants to break into it
1: yeah, I would say, man, as much as I think niching down is super important, if you don't know a niche that you want to be in, I do think that sort of exploration process can be really valuable. And just letting yourself do whatever, like podcast covers and designing like a tote bag for someone or like, you know, whatever projects you can get. I think that approach can be really good. Um On the flip side, if you have an inkling about you kind of already feel like, you know, your style or you already know you love you or you kind of want to just work with skincare brands or like whatever it is, I would say go all in on that versus forcing yourself to try a bunch of stuff. Like if you already know something you like, I I really think niching is can be so, so, so powerful because it just helps you get found so much easier. Um, Yeah, I would say if you're yeah if you're not sure test some stuff if you're sure go for it
0: no yeah Yeah. that's definitely good I feel like I don't know if this is this is probably just a me problem because like knowing me this is just something I would do but like the niche that I really like working with are people who just can't can't afford to work with me
1: (laughs) yeah not even that I I I feel like
0: My pricing too, like comparatively, right? When you like when you compare your pricing to like other brand designers or web designers, I feel like my pricing is low because I'm not like I'm just just starting out like, but it's still like people. And this is just an ongoing problem with artists in general that we've talked about probably about a million times on this podcast is like people don't understand the value of art because people who aren't familiar with art and what goes into learning it and how much time like it actually takes to learn art and there's actually a TikTok trend going on right now. Oh my gosh, what is it? So it's like the trend. It's like this song in the background, whatever. And it's people that are like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. My major is so hard. And then it's like, my wife is a... And then it's like, whatever, they're in school to study. And they're like, no, it's worth it. And I keep seeing that. And a lot of artists are doing that trend. And I'm like... That is awesome because nobody ever wants to talk about how hard it is and how much actually goes into learning design, learning art, learning graphic design, learning all like to be like a good graphic designer. There are so many programs that you have to know, like the back of your hand and people don't Mm -hmm. fully, I think, understand that you can't just sit down at a computer and be like, okay, well, I've spent my whole life, you know, painting and drawing up until now. I'm just going to use Photoshop from now on like you can't like it. it's like it's a whole process you have to learn each program it takes time to learn everyone most most jobs that you want to go to you really do want to know Photoshop Illustrator and InDesign at a minimum for Adobe there's even more that you could learn after that but those are like those three are like the bare minimum for like if you wanted to go into a corporate job <laughs> but like Oh man, like no one talks about how much work goes into learning those programs. And then if you're doing web design, you have to, you know, learn Squarespace or Show It or WordPress or like whatever, hopefully not WordPress, but whatever you decide to <laughs> decide to to use, you have to learn that too. You know, UX and UI over my head, but that's like something else that takes a really long time to learn. And like people I feel like who aren't people who are even who are artists who aren't designers or artists who have not taken an interest into learning the more like modern digital side of art. Like I feel like there's this misconception that like just being in the art genre or the design genre is easy. And I'm really glad that people are talking about how stressful it is to learn all of that I feel like personally and I know I might get flack for saying this but I feel like it's true I feel like it's comparable to like somebody getting a master's degree or like going to law school I feel like it's comparable because I feel like it takes the same amount of time (laughs) and an energy it's just it's into something that people deem as like less important I guess I don't know if that's accurate but because I don't feel like it's less important but I'm trying to like put myself in like the average person's shoes here but I don't know how you felt about anything I just said I kind of just went off on a tangent there for a minute
1: (laughs) it's a good rant it's a good rant oh yeah I mean I agree I think it's 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 hard that to see that people don't value it and I mean it happens to me all the time too It it, the pricing stuff I would say never goes away (laughs) in my experience you're always, even as you raise your prices, you double your prices, like whatever it is, you're always gonna have someone that's like, yeah, that's too much for me, or I don't see the value in that. And, I mean, I've learned a lot about like value based pricing and like all these different methods that you can use to help price yourself better. But a lot of it kind of comes down to like marketing psychology and positioning yourself a certain way through like the questions you ask and like the process there so that they can see that there is value in it. But sometimes they still don't see it and sometimes that feels like a little bit tricky almost but yeah it's interesting i think it's a societal thing i think it's also like um well yeah i would say definitely societal thing i think beauty is often people don't necessarily know that they're placing value on it like you you think about like fancy expensive things there's for sure clout and stuff that comes along with like fancy streetwear or fancy like you know, Louis Vuitton, whatever, or, you know, luxury brands. So there's like the status, like that has value, but it can also be like a well-designed, beautiful product. And there's so much value in beauty. And I think in the West, <clears throat> we kind of have lost touch with that. You know, it's all about, we want things fast, we want things convenient. And people kind of forgot about the value of, of beauty and of art. So I think it's a little bit sad. So I think there's, there's that. There's something else I was going to say, but I totally lost it. <laughs> Thinking about the the value of beauty, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's so subjective. Like I think people, like you said, like people don't understand how much work goes into it. Like how much work yeah. goes into both art and things like design, graphic design. Yeah, it is interesting actually. Like even in my own agency and stuff, we we go through like pricing, we're talking about pricing stuff all the time, like, should we change our prices? Should we raise them? Should we lower them? There's all this kind of psychology around like, all of that stuff. But like, you know, talks of like recession and all these things We're like, Oh, like, we need to get more leads and more business and and just the talk of it is what makes people feel like they can't spend regardless of like, whatever's happening. Um, so we have noticed like people are not as willing to invest in big things. But it's interesting because it's like the value is still there. But then people will say things like I can't afford it. And it's like, Oh, well, you can afford other things. Like you see the value in paying for, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example, like, like car payments for a fancy car or something. (laughs) You know, like, so it all comes down to whether or not they understand the value in it. And that comes down to also you understanding the value in it, especially when it comes to design. This is actually what would help in marketing as well. If anyone is struggling with that marketing side, and I think designers and artists can sometimes struggle with it because so closely tied to like what you do, like creative expression and stuff. And it almost is like, bastardizing it for lack of a better word to like feel like you have to try and sell it. But truly like if you can understand the value that your work brings to someone whether it's art and it's like it's bringing this amazing sense of you know something to someone's home or like whatever that is or whether it's design and it's actually has this function to help their business do better and sell more that's huge but you have to understand like what actually is going on there, like how you can truly help them. So for sure with design, you know, it's understanding like how having good branding will position them well so they truly can make more sales. If they can make that connection, if they can understand, oh, if I can take, you know, 5% more of my market or or whatever based on whatever they're doing, if they can see that they're going to get potentially $100,000 and more sales, just from a $2,000 branding package or something with you, then they're more more likely to, you know, commit to that or do that because they can see that outcome. So that's, that's been the biggest unlock for me with all of that pricing stuff is really trying to nail down that value as much as I possibly can, like every single way, like how does this benefit someone, because it's always something you can anchor back to when you're talking about price or even before you're talking about price, because if you can get them to see that just through conversation, then by the time you're talking about it, it's so much easier and you can fall back on it when they're, when you're like, well, you only want to spend 20 bucks on Fiverr to get your logo and branding done, <laughs> but you want to be a million dollar brand in a year. <laughs> Do you see how there's a disconnect there? Yeah,
0: I can't even tell you how many times that I've told somebody my, my pricing, and it was even like very low for like what I thought that it was worth, which was probably my first mistake. And they've been like, well, I can just get this for $30 on Fiverr. We're coming up on an hour. So I was going to ask you my final question that I ask everyone, which is what advice would you give your younger self regarding your design career like is there anything that you wish you would have avoided or done sooner or done differently
1: oh avoided done sooner done differently there's a couple things that come to mind actually one is I would have spent more time doing my own portfolio work because I always avoided it (laughs) And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is a waste of time. I don't feel like this does anything. I can't come up with any ideas. And it was just, I was kind of just like going in circles. And then I would get projects where I, you know, it was good, but it wasn't like great. But I think really whatever you create, whatever's in your portfolio, whatever you display to people, it is a representation of you and your work. So if you put something out there that's great, you're going to be able to get great clients. And you're going to be able to get people that Line up with the style you want to do. So in particular, like if you are one of those people that you already have like a sense of your style, you know how you want, what type of work you want to do, then I would definitely take some time to make portfolio examples that line up with that because that's who is going to be attracted to you. Similarly, again, like if you're still just getting started and you want to test a bunch of different things, just just take your time, like do great work. I would say I, I rushed it, I think at times, just because I was like, I need money. I need to like make this work yesterday, you know? But especially with design work and artwork, right? Like you want to get paid well, people pay for quality. And I think that, that's a big thing to spend time on. And one other thing I would have probably invested in sooner would have been <laughs> some help and coaching <laughs> because that was something from a business perspective, that really, really made a huge difference when I was starting my agency. But I easily, if I didn't want to branch out to like having other people work with me, then I I would have just done the same thing for myself, just freelancing. And I think that sort of coaching is just, it's so helpful because everyone has blind spots, you know, mm-hmm. and when you're building your own business and trying to like work online and all this kind of stuff, it's very easy to just, especially and the same age, we can learn everything on the internet. Like, I'm just going to learn it myself. But having a coach just tell you, like, oh, you need to do this next. Oh, you need to work on this. Actually, you should focus on that. Like, it's so, so helpful when you're trying to figure it out yourself. Yeah, honestly, those are the two biggest things.
0: That's awesome. That's really good advice. I I probably should work more on my portfolio now thinking about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Um. very good to do.
0: Yeah, so... That, that's awesome advice. I I implore anyone listening to this to spend a little bit more time on their portfolio, just, <laughs> just like this is your sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on. I am so excited for this episode to come out as so much like helpful information, especially to I know so many people, especially recently, like the pandemic and like everyone's starting businesses, there's a lot of people wanting to get into branding. So I know this will help a lot of people so thank you so much for coming on you you can go ahead and plug all your stuff it's self promo time so go ahead oh, no. how can people work with you support you and all as always all the links will be included in the episode description as well so yeah go ahead yours. Awesome.
1: well thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure just chatting it's my favorite style of podcast interview for sure just the casual chat. I love it. It's so fun. So yeah, if anyone wants to connect with me, honestly, if you have questions, I am an open book. So please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. You can find me, gosh, I don't even remember my handle. I just changed it recently to try and streamline things. I think it's Steph underscore Dan Ford. That's my personal one. If you want to follow any of my work, most of it, pretty much all of it is done through my agency now. So we are Empowered E-Commerce. You could easily find us. Um, we're on everything. So TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, probably our main ones. Yeah, I, I live mostly on Instagram, I would say, if you want to connect with me. But yeah, if you have questions about the business side, the art side, whatever, don't don't hesitate to reach out.
0: All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Stephanie, for coming on. It was awesome. This has been a great episode. And thank you to everybody who listened this far As always, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you could just give us five stars, it really helps us out. We also have merch and more information about the podcast on my personal website, katemerrymanart.com slash podcast. And yeah, that's about it for this episode. But I will see all of you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.